When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everyone, my name is Chris Lambert. On this channel, we talk Kanye West, and today we are talking the divine comedy theory. Uh, you may have heard people talking about this. It's been popular in West Sub Ever today. I'm sure in the discords and on Twitter, it has been popping up. And it's because Kanye announced the third listening party that now people are just like, oh, there's three these chapters like you can start to make connections to Dante's divine comedy so today we're going to go through that theory and why it does have some legs right I can understand why people would roll their eyes at it because this release has been so chaotic but we can speak to that as well but uh, whether or not it was intentional, at least at this point, there are a lot of things that we can start to make connections between that can stop you and make you go, huh, was this intentional? So let's get into it. You can see we have a ton of tabs. So <laughs> uh, Kate here shared this from City Fox, who posted this earlier today uh, after the third listening party was announced. And this is the general idea of uh, the Divine Comedy connection. And I've seen people uh, making this or talking about this theory since the second listening party. Uh, and Kanye actually has used the Divine Comedy before as a reference point for something that he worked on. Uh, it's something that he's known to do. He likes to have famous works kind of, uh, he samples them, right? The same way that he samples songs in music, he kind of samples uh, famous stories for the narrative of albums. Like we say, uh, My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy is based on The Wizard of Oz. Um, the Life of Pablo is based on the story of Paul the Apostle. The famous music video is based on the uh, Vincent Desiderio painting. Uh, Kanye has, in many ways throughout his career, based things on things. So the fact that he would do that again isn't really surprising. So we can get into this. So you can see City Fox here saying, Boys, I told you all that my divine comedy theory was legit. For those out of the loop. <laughs> First listening party, Kanye is in hell. His clothes are red and the place he is in is devoid of anything. Hell is known in the Bible as a place without connection to God or anything really. Just the a little criticism and not to knock city fox here but if you're making the comparison to the divine comedy then instead of using the bible as the basis you should relate it to the divine comedy right like what is hell like in the divine comedy and in dante's inferno as that section is popularly known uh hell is not devoid it is very full of many characters many locations we have all the different circles of hell uh, so there are places that are empty and you could start to make the argument that one of the things that Dante's Inferno is most famous for is the fact that it assigns specific punishments for each of the levels. So if somebody did something, uh, like I forget what it is, like they lied, then their tongues pulled out, that kind of thing. <laughs> uh, they're tortured eternally with something that matches what they did. So it's all very thematic. Uh, so you could say something and start to make this argument. I'm not making this argument. I'm just saying you could make the argument that the reason why 
the first listening party was so devoid of anything is that because Kanye is looking at his life as being so full of like fame and materialism, how fitting that if he was in hell, he would have emptiness, no art, no beauty, no materialism, just himself wandering around aimlessly. Right. So that feels very much like a fitting, like in Dante punishment for Kanye. I'm not making that argument. I'm just saying that it's, you could start to. Uh, so second listening party, Kanye is in purgatory. His clothes are black and he is locked in a mundane lifestyle of staying in his room and reading a journey Bible to atone for his sins. The imagery is distinctly different from the first show. That it is. Uh, the show ends with him ascending from purgatory to gates of heaven. That's why the end is no child left behind. God is not letting the child that Donda left stay in purgatory and is allowing him to ascend to heaven. If we get a third listening party taking place in Chicago, the set and clothing design may be heavenly, heavenly inspired. Uh, so here is Dante's Inferno and the three parts of Dante's Inferno. It was written in, it was completed in 1320. A uh, year before his death in 1321. So this thing is 701 years old, which is wild that it's still so influential. Uh, the three parts are the Inferno, Purgatorio, and Paradiso. Uh, and in the Inferno, he goes down. Dante goes down into hell. He's guided by Virgil, uh, and he explores hell as kind of a not a messenger, but a, a viewer. He has this past as Virgil is this famous poet who God sends down to show Dante what's going on. So Dante has this idea. So no one in hell is to touch Dante, is to bother him. They talk with him and he's just more kind of a journalist reporting on what he sees until he encounters the devil itself. And then he goes up to Purgatorio to see what that's like, Purgatory. And it's on a mountain and he's slowly climbing up the mountain that he had been underneath during the Inferno. And at the end of that, he rises up into paradise and gets to explore the heavens, which I honestly thought Paradiso, I read this in 2020. I was all excited. I was like, I'm finally going to read like, the Divine Comedy. And the Inferno was really good. It was better than I remember it being in high school. Purgatorio, Purgatory lost me. And then I was so bored during Paradise. I thought I was really going to love Paradise, uh, feeling the sense of like epicness and climacticness, but... It just started to feel so slog, <laughs> such a slog to me, especially the end. It was more conceptual where Inferno was so full of people that you're meeting that have these interesting stories. The, the location felt very vibrant where Paradise felt very kind of stale to me. Uh, maybe symbolically interesting? No, not even that. Anyway, you don't need my review of the Divine Comedy for this, but that's the general idea. Like underneath Mountain mountain ascending to the heavens and then you're in the heavens so you can also see here that good old itch cream <laughs> said adding to listening party hell purgatory and heaven theory the first party also ended with guess who's going to jail tonight which would lead straight into lp2 which had the whole jail purgatory theme which i thought was a very interesting point right um it did end with jail, which felt kind of notable to me. And then the fact that I also was um, thinking about how No Child Left Behind was the final song during LP2 and that Kanye ascends up to essentially where his mom is, right? She's in heaven and then Kanye is going up and you have No Child Left Behind playing. It felt very thematic. And you have that in contrast to jail, which also felt very fitting. 
Uh, but at the time, I'm just like, how? what a coincidence. But Kanye is working with Demna Vasalia, uh, head of Balenciaga, co-creator of Vetements. See, I'm getting better with these names. Uh, and uh, Demna is very conceptual. A lot of his shows for Balenciaga and Vetements <laughs> uh, are very nuanced and have some kind of theme and concept to them. They can be nuanced. They can be epic. So he is definitely someone that comes into these things with a sense of concept. So it's possible that just in the wake of the first listening party, uh, Demna and Kanye were talking and they conceive of what to do for the second listening party and maybe even into the third listening party. But in this idea they were getting at of being three chapters. You can see that Kanye has wiped his Instagram for the most part. He's posted a number of things before each listening party. He just has this commercial still, which I think we can kind of ignore because it's just like a nice thing to have uh, and kind of a flex in some ways as well. But the three main posts that we're looking at, this was posted before LP1 uh, in Atlanta, and it's just Kanye alone in this empty... <laughs> in this empty stadium and we can see the white space we can see him squatting he looks very small he posted a ton of things around this as well uh, but then this was the picture that he kept for the second listening party this room and then for the third listening party right now he's just started to tease is this piece that we just did a 20 minute video on explaining how this is the incomplete truth which is a sequel to a work called the inescapable truth with the inescapable truth being the same thing with the dove up here but having a skull down here uh, which is getting at this idea of death and transcendence and that you have this physical form that the skull represents but also this hope for freedom for the soul for transcendence which the dove represents but the irony being that the dove is dead right this is a real dove that is suspended in formaldehyde so that's kind of the irony of that piece but there's still a, a lot of hope in the piece of this tension between what the dove represents and what the skull represents and why this is called the incomplete truth is because the skull is gone it's just the dove it's just this focus on transcendence uh, and focusing on the idea that you don't worry about the body dying right you don't worry about the physical form you just kind of hope for the soul uh, so you can kind of take away from that all sorts of things but I think specifically it seems to match the ascendance that happened at the end of LP2 when we saw Kanye we don't talk about uh, the details of that but when we saw Kanye ascend up and that was kind of the last thing we saw this is very kind of representative of that, I think. This idea of the dove being near the apex of this framing, uh, how you can start to apply that to just heaven in general. But it also reinforces this idea of reaching for heaven, reaching for paradise. So we have Kanye himself kind of framing the three listening parties and showing these key images for each one. And I'm sure at some point he might add more here leading up to the Chicago listening party and we'll see what image he ends up keeping as the final image but so far we just have these as seemingly representing each of the three chapters so uh the divine comedy in Kanye dates back just a little bit you can see here in 2014 <laughs> a post on OG Kanye to the not KTT2 but OG Kanye to the saying the Kanye West brand is partially a postmodern retelling of Dante's The Divine Comedy. And it starts to get into like all kinds of things. And it's a little silly. 
<laughs> right? A little silly, but you can see that people were already starting to make references to Kanye and the Divine Comedy way back in 2014. You can see in 2016, there's an op-ed for the Harvard Crimson, which I do believe, is this the newspaper for Harvard? <laughs> uh or like the student paper for Harvard. Yeah, the University Daily established in 1873, which like it is a student newspaper, but at the same time, it is also the student newspaper for Harvard. <laughs> and Harvard tends to be pretty good. So you have Jamie C. Stewart here just writing about Kanye and Dante and the comparison between like Kanye as an artist and Dante as an artist and finding some connections between uh, the divine comedy and the life of Pablo as well. So uh, other people have talked about this as well and theorized. And then here in 2016, Kanye West collaborator Elon Rutberg talks Yeezus tour narrative inspiration. So at the time, what was noisy images, now the most unruly, I made a video about Kanye and staging. And during that video um, points out that Kanye was inspired by the Holy Mountain by, what's his face, um, Jodorowsky. And Kanye loves that movie. Uh, it's one of his favorite movies. And in the Holy Mountain, it's this guy that might be Jesus meeting up with a ton of other people that might be Jesus's from other worlds. <laughs> and they head into this fantasy world looking for the secret of immortality. And they're supposed to f climb the Holy Mountain to find the secret to immortality. And at the end of it, they're told that, no, you're not going to find immortality. Like, the truth is that we all die. The truth is this is all a lie. And it zooms out. And this guy that's yelling at this group is just like, you're in a movie. None of this is real. And he points out the camera crews. It's so startling to see a movie become self-aware. And this guy being like, you need to focus on reality. Stop living in fantasy, uh, which... I mean, just think of Yeezus <laughs> and this idea that Kanye is breaking out of My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy and starting to come back to reality, which is exactly what we see in The Life of Pablo. But that's a whole other conversation. Um, even remember at the end of 808s and Heartbreak uh, in Pinocchio's story, Kanye's talking about, like, I just want to be a real boy. What's it mean to be a real boy? What's it mean to live real life before going into My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy? And then Yeezus, he's wearing the mask. So there's a lot of you can take away from the Holy Mountain and, and Kanye and this idea of fantasy and reality. But Rutberg, who worked on the Yeezus tour, uh, actually called out the most unruly a little bit and was saying that the Yeezus tour narrative was a pure splicing together of Dante's Inferno and the story of King David in the Bible. Uh, he went on to say some other things, uh, which you can't really find the tweets anymore, though this one is still available. Uh, right here. So the beast that blocks the path to salvation, and you can see, behold the beast for which I have turned back. Do thou protect me from her, famous sage, for she doth make my veins and pulses tremble. Thee it behooves to take another road, responded he, when he beheld me weeping. If from this savage place thou wouldest escape, because this beast at which thou criest out suffers not any one to pass her way, but so doth 
harass him that she destroys him and has a nature so malign and ruthless that never doth she glut her greedy will and after food is hungrier than before many the animals with whom she weds and more they shall be still until the greyhound comes who shall make her perish in her pain after my weary body i had rested the way resumed i on the desert slope so that the firm foot ever was the lower and lo almost where the ascent began a panther light and swift exceedingly which with a spotted skin was covered o'er and never moved she from before my face nay rather did impede so much my way that many times i to return had turned uh which yeah this is the beast that blocks the path to salvation which i don't know if that's from i think that's from divine comedy at the start when dante's moving towards this mountain he sees this beast and gets scared and virgil is like hey 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 it's okay let me guide you uh, which is something Elon notes. Uh, LOL and fun footnote, Dante's favorite poet Virgil shows up to lead him to salvation. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Why thou goest back to such annoyances? Why climbest thou not the Mount Delectable? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Virgil, and then Virgil Abloh was working with Kanye at the time, so that's why Elon was kind of laughing. Um, so we have that, and this is kind of what <laughs> they're talking about. You can see this huge mountain that's right there that is such a key element of the divine comedy it's this mountain that dante goes underneath uh during the inferno it's what he climbs during purgatory and it's where he lifts off from during uh paradise to explore the rest of everything so the fact that kanye had this mountain with seemingly like this idea of paradise looming above him right uh it feels very fitting it still also ties into the holy mountain as well <laughs> uh with jesus actually splitting the mountain at one point and coming out and it's at the point that jesus walks out that kanye takes his mask off which is also very fascinating so he's wearing the jesus mask the whole time as he's having uh this ego <laughs> like really dominate him and the frustrations and the fears and the loneliness and it's not until jesus comes out that he takes the masks off and starts having some positive steps forward and the song selection shifts dynamically for the last act of Jesus, which had a five act structure so that was kind of the the thing that transitioned the uh, concert and you can see that during the show he had a monster that would be on stage that would have been representative of the monster in dante's inferno it has red glowing eyes like how crazy is that it's just the beast that blocks the path which also comes from king david as well so <laughs> yeah this is the inferno representation uh that kanye was having his way to heaven blocked by this creature and it came in during hold my liquor which is so good like what an amazing thing <laughs> um and then it's this creature that kind of owns this mountain that Jesus then splits the mountain and walks out. So you have these uh, other like contrasting forces of the beast that's so dark and represents darkness and represents all the anger and negative emotions of Jesus. And then you have Jesus, which is so positive and represents the hope that Kanye feels, which kind of feels like the tension between the inescapable truth as well in some ways and definitely not saying that Kanye had that in mind when he did this but it's just funny seeing the duality so with all of that in mind first listening party right so uh Kanye just has this empty floor it's very plain the crowds around him he's wearing the mask and he's wearing this red outfit 
all red, which people have pointed out this would be representative of hell, right? Uh, the color scheme just kind of has the red that feels like fire. There's the emptiness and the nothingness in the lowest circle of hell uh, where the devil is in the inferno. Uh, it's just ice. It's just the devil encased in ice holding, I think it's, who was the, who was the guy that betrayed Jesus? That guy. Um, <laughs> uh, him. Something Pilate? No. Why am I forgetting the name? Anyway, that guy is down there, uh, which, like, the devil holding onto him. And, uh, yeah, it's very barren. So <laughs> you have that going on, which could, the white could be representative of the eyes, however you want to stretch it. But you definitely have this emptiness and the color red as the main focal points. And people have made the connection between <laughs> Kanye's look and Akira. It looks very much like the outfit that Canada, Canada wears, um, right here with just the the red jacket the orange pants Kanye's wearing a red jacket kind of orange pants he was missing the motorcycle we also know that Kanye loves Akira Kanye West says his biggest creative inspiration is Akira he says Katsuhiro Otomo's 1998 film is so relevant to the state of the world every stage show I've ever worked on every video not just stronger yeah stronger was almost a shot to shot recreation of a scene from Akira uh, every product, even when I was in the hospital, I would think, oh shit, this is like Akira. So Kanye has had Akira on his mind for a long time. This is not only the greatest animation achievement in history, the subject matter is so relevant to the current state of the world. Uh, and the subject matter is kind of getting into dystopia, a need for rejuvenation. Uh, Akira is this mythical, mystical figure that represents great power. And at the end of it, Akira returns but is a cleansing force. Uh, the presence of Akira is essentially uh, an atomic bomb that wipes away a lot of the uh, ugliness that is formed in this to Neo Tokyo. It's destructive, but it's in the sense of being cleansing, that you could start again. So it's, uh, it's complicated, right? <laughs> but once again, you have this idea of destruction and transcendence of death and growth and starting to get into that duality. So listening party two, right? Uh, Kanye, completely different look, right? Instead of wearing the Akira outfit, he's wearing <laughs> this Balenciaga jacket, Balenciaga pants and boots, the black mask. And notable is the bed, which we saw his bedroom on uh, like photos of his bedroom. He posted it in Mercedes-Benz Stadium. It was just an office that had this bed in it. It had this little table next to it, the bottle of water, the weights, the shoes, the jacket. He took the layout of the room and brought it upstairs and laid it out the exact same way it had been. So it went from the literal thing to being a representation of the literal thing, but using the exact items from the room, which is kind of wild. There's something very <laughs> uh, artistic in that, uh, that a lot of art people would really dive into and love, but it's one of the key elements of it. We even saw when he started the live stream, 24 hours before the live stream of the album that he had these pages on his bed and actually walked in and sat down on his bed and was looking at the pages. This is actually a coat rather than a blanket, which threw me for a loop when he put it on. Uh, but yes, he's recreating his bedroom. 
And then here you can see all the people around him, which felt very <laughs> uh, scary and haunting at times. And the bed is just kind of in this center space being observed while there are all these people on the outside. And then you can see uh, zoomed out again, the bed in the center, this initial ring, a secondary ring, the crowd, there's this red light and there's literal hellfire flames put on this screen up above. So there were times where the screen was showing images of heaven and there's screens where it's showing images of hell. So, I mean, you could make an argument that, okay, having fire here means that this back here, the first listening party obviously was at hell if we're having fire here, which I get that argument. Uh, you could also be saying that because this is purgatory, it's between heaven and hell. So at times it's reflecting back on the hell and at times it's looking forward to the heaven. You can make arguments either way, depending on <laughs> your preference, right? If you want to be pro this theory or against this theory, but it does at least, at the very least, make a connection that Kanye is thinking about hell. So, I mean, there's a theory that the first listening party, of course, was just a thing in and of itself. But if the second listening party, they start to decide, oh, let's go with the Divine Comedy theme, they're making it a little more explicit at this point that there's this idea of hell that is then countered by this idea of transcendence, by this light, by this beauty, by like Kanye rising above everyone. We don't talk about that, but Kanye rising above everyone here, like on a harness, recreating what was the concert poster for the Yeezus tour, where he's just hanging back in this lights, looking like he's ascending. Crazy. So that was the end of the second listening party. And again, Jail concluded this one. No Child Left Behind concluded this one. And funny enough, uh, Kanye West 2021, you can see NFT twigs here or FT plean, whatever, whatever the name is. Why is this in Russian? That's weird. Oh no, that's just their profile, but the follow button strange. Okay. Um, so Kanye's room and then Tracy Emin in 1998 did this installation called my bed and it was pretty renowned. She's very well known in Europe. Uh, and this was one of her most famous works. Kanye, <laughs> before you're like, would Kanye know of something obscure like that? First, let's look at this uh, symbolism in art, Tracy Emin's beds. And it's just kind of an overview of how she uses bed and all of that. So that's just going to be a link down in the description. I don't want to dive too into it. Um, but Tracy Emin takes center stage at Brit Awards. Brit Awards. It sounds familiar, right? Oh, maybe because that's where Kanye did the all-day performance, and it just happened to be 2015. So UK's biggest night of music was just upstaged by artist Tracy Emin. Uh, the 2015 Brit Awards Live Tonight showcases some of the world's most glitzy musical talents and also now one of the most celebrated contemporary artists. Tracy Emin was originally commissioned to design the Brit Awards statuette, unveiled in December, joining the ranks of yada yada yada. Uh, oh, and Damien Hurst <laughs> once did it as well. And that's a photo that Kanye posted, the uh, uh, the incomplete truth. But she kept another surprise hidden up her sleeve. The native Brit wowed tonight's audience with collapsing, floating scenery in London's O2 arena. Having adopted a more tame reputation in the past few years, the award show, blah, blah, blah. Tracy Emin isn't the first artist to use. Wait, wait, what? 
uh, presided over the curation of this year's event, but the artistic collaboration may have stemmed from the vision of stage designer S. Devlin. So S. Devlin is another longtime Kanye collaborator, <laughs> like dating back to, I think it's 808s and Heartbreak, or at least watched the Throne Tour. Crazy. So you have S. Devlin there, Damien Hurst, who Kanye just referenced in his Instagram post. And then Tracy Emin was also there working with S. Devlin. And <laughs> Kanye probably was referencing Tracy Emin with this piece right here, which is kind of just wild. So uh, she created the award statue that was there and also uh, did. So that's the award statue, but also did this collapsing scenery. Uh, I think that's what that is supposed to be. Actually, I have no idea what those images are supposed to be, but she did something else. But that's where Kanye West performed all day. So it's likely that Kanye could have met her, been aware of her work since she was such a, a fixture of that night, which may be where his awareness of this piece kind of stems from, or he may have known about it ahead of time. But uh, this was the photo that's now being tied to, where'd it go? Okay to the third listening party, right? So in the middle of the live stream that Kanye was doing ahead of the second listening party, uh, he put on this white outfit and it's something that he didn't use during the second listening party. But if he and Demna had already realized that they were gonna do a third listening party, there is going to be a follow-up to this one and it's gonna be more heavenly compared to this one being more purgatory or darker, uh, a darker aesthetic versus a lighter aesthetic, then Kanye would have just been trying this on at one point because it was something that he was going to be wearing in a couple weeks, had it around, wanted to put it on, maybe a teaser, but it's the evidence that people are pointing to right now as potentially uh, proving that there's going to be this heaven theme. You tie this together with him ascending with No Child Left Behind, uh, tie this in now with this dove that he posted and the idea of the dove representing transcendence and the soul and heaven, and you can start to have these various elements. And one last thing, <laughs> yeah, here's the painting that Kanye West recreated in the famous video. So famous video up top with all the nude people in bed, and on the bottom is the painting Sleep by Vincent Desiderio. So Kanye is known, again, for sampling these kinds of artworks and just updating them with whatever he's talking about, uh, which would tie back to this, right? This and this. He's just sampling uh, a well-known artwork. So even though he samples in music, he also just samples in narrative. He samples in music videos. He samples in tours. He samples in uh, installations like this. Kanye West is a sample, you know, uh, or is a sampler. So <laughs> uh, I think that's everything that I have. Of course, we'll, you know, keep an eye out on more details that would either confirm that this is going to be the theme of the third one or that disproves this whole theory and the whole thing collapses. But at this point in time, I think given what we know of how Kanye samples, how he is familiar with the Divine Comedy, and that he has kind of structured this in terms of three aesthetics, I think it is at least there's enough to make this argument that something like this is going on. We'll see if it's exactly like this or just inspired by it or a twist on it uh, or just a happy coincidence uh, by the time we get to the th listening party in Chicago. But man, I am excited by it because this is just the kind of stuff that I love. It's been 30 minutes though, so I am going to stop talking. Until next time, stay wavy and keep it loopy. Cheers.
specialize in die-cast metal miniature gun models that you didn't know you've been looking for, called Goat Guns. Ah, yes, Goat. They are the greatest of all time gun models you can display on your desk, buy, build, and collect them. We offer a 90-day return policy if you don't love yours. Start your collection at GoatGuns.com.